Welcome back to the Pig Pod, everybody. Buy rounds are done. Thank the Lord. We have had a rough buy round, to say the least, as a collective. And I'm going to be hoping to move on a bit now that that is all finished. So, Tim, how are you, mate? Uh, look, I'm okay. Just scraped through the buy rounds with a, a successful, I'd say, last round. But, yeah, first to a pretty average. Spencer, uh, much of the same for you, Matt? Look, fancy is one of those games that you're going to have the highs and the lows. It's a roller coaster. But it feels like I'm always on the downhill. Like I'm picking up speed as I'm going down. It's never picking up speed. Like the clicks aren't going. Like I'm not going up ever. Isn't it's week after part, week. No, that, well, not in this context. So, yeah, I had a shocker. For, for how many players I had on the field, I had a complete shocker. 16-46. Now, this was supposed to be a good round for me. This was supposed to be a real good round. Uh, but I'll, I'll get on to my plus threes and negative threes. But far out, this was an absolute stinker. Um, my plus three, one of the shining lights of the day. Uh, Patrick Parnell. Now, I'm sure you guys have heard a bit about it. But yeah, Parn Goat. Uh, he Pine had goat. 59 at the half, um, which was super impressive. I mean... I think he had eight marks or something by that point. Uh, so yeah, that was that was awesome to see. I always low-key had this belief in him that he was actually a good scorer if he got the opportunity because I believed he was going to be like one they wanted uh, the hands in the ball off. So yeah, they seem to uh, actually yeah, like great. him. Like Tex had a kick from like a forty-five, about forty meters um, at goal, and I don't know. I wouldn't think Tex is one to hand off the ball too easily, but he kicked it to Patty, who was the exact same distance around, just a better angle. So. Thought that kind of yeah well he missed yeah he did miss yeah but mm. you know the confidence is there no but I think I think they really like his like run and carry sort of thing from the parts that I watched of the game he just like breaks lines pretty well gets the ball forward has a nice yeah. kick on him too so yeah he does yeah, I, I, it, I was actually I didn't really think about it like this but I was watching a TikTok and it was I can't remember who it was but maybe it might have been Kane Corns I'm not sure but someone was talking about how. Adelaide have a lot of effort players, but don't have the finesse. Like their midfield is Keys, Laird, um, Berry. Three complete effort players without finesse and skill that a Jordan Dawson yeah. might have. So, I mean, I think that's something they're probably looking for. And I think Parnell, if he's given enough time, eventually might hopefully become that guy that they that they want. Um, so that was a huge positive for him. I thought he'd job security pretty good after that game. Maybe I'm wrong because I did lose, but I thought he was pretty good. Uh, my negative three. Now, I had two shockers. One was worse than the other, but I decided I had to put it in. Now, the obvious answer last week for our backline problems was Lockie Whitfield. And I backed my logic in and said, Lockie Whitfield only scored amazingly because he was playing North Melbourne. Everyone racked up marks. I was banking on Lockie Whitfield to not be as good as he was. Uh, so... I decided I'll pay a little more and I'll go to Tom Stewart, who plays the Eagles at Optus Stadium. Ouch. I was always I was always nervous about the rain, but when I was I was checking outside looking like, oh yeah, it seems to be pretty blue out here, like pretty positive. I thought it held up pretty yeah, held up pretty well. It was a completely dry game. I don't even know if it was yeah. like sprinkling or anything. So 
and he had a shocking start. His first half was his second lowest disposals in a half for his career or something. He had four disposals. It was, it was terrible. Ruined a multi that could have got me some big bucks. But yeah, I guess sometimes you just got to look for that value rather than pay up. Uh, and my other one is Jake Lloyd. Uh, this one I partially blame on myself. That that was just a terrible pick. I don't know why I decided he was the one, but what can you do with it? You live and you learn. And I haven't put it down here, but there was one I was going to put in, but as of recently, he's become more of a positive threat. So he's actually sitting at um, zero. I had Braden Proust as my negative three originally. Now, I don't know if you guys saw what happened, but he gave away two free kicks. The second free kick was when he got injured. He, it was in the 10 minutes he was out there, it was another roller coaster. And I was feeling good because I thought he was going to outscore uh, uh, English and anyway, he ended up doing what he did. But the positive is he didn't just go down on his own. He made sure someone came down with him. And uh, Timmy that's English, so right? unfortunately. Uh-huh. That is so sick, oh man. Yeah, that's oh, I know gross, sicko, I but if I have to ride that train and deal with the ramifications <laughs> of the 14, you guys can cop a week too. And to be fair, everyone has English pretty much. So I just thought, let's make it a bit fair. So, yeah, but now the thing thing. is, the thing is that's going to divide the competition is do people trade English or do they hold English? Which we'll get into Mm. later, but we will get into that. Great point. And Tim, yourself? Oh, I thought I scored the highest. Yeah, um, I I actually scored the lowest, Spencer, not you. So, um, you took my spot, but no, that's. That's nice. Made me feel it, yeah. made me feel a little bit better. Um, no, I scored a sixteen forty, which is as awful as Spencer's, but it's it was actually six actually, points worse. Yeah, actually, six points worse. Yeah. Well, okay, sure. Sorry, but it was actually a positive round for me. As stupid as that sounds, because I went into the round, <laughs> I went into the I went into the round before teams were out, thinking, you know, this this won't be too bad of a round. I don't have as many premiums as everyone else, but you know, I'll still get there. Teams are announced. I have sixteen. I want to jump off a cliff. Um, you know, Marcus Windhager omitted. Greg Clark somehow met his sub. Sam Hayes doesn't want to play. Uh, Mitch Owens decides doesn't to, want to play. That Mitch Owens decides to get slammed into a ground a week earlier. You know, the whole everything just kind of collapsed for me. Buku doesn't want to play. Um, everyone's out. But team clutched up. Greg Clark came on after a uh, lucky injury for myself. Um, and everyone that's well. so sicko as well. Yeah, look, the fact gotta, that you guys you gotta, you gotta, you are preying on injuries. I'm not preying on injuries. You've got to take the positive out of a negative situation. So that's what I'm doing. No. Negative three. Um, like I said, team form well. Josh Kelly was a bit of a negative three for me this week. He just didn't do what I thought he would. Um, I don't think he was getting tagged whatsoever. He was just kind of having a pretty quiet game. Didn't get a single mark, I don't think. Um, a lot of tackles, which is great. Um, didn't get 25 disposals as well, which ruined a multi. Ruined two multis, actually, this week. It ruined, so, it ruined um, mine, too. It was a $300 yeah. payout one. From yeah, so it was mine. A $10. Absolutely. Dank. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe you, guys shouldn't, maybe you guys shouldn't have put them on. Yeah, I know. that. Well, that's Yeah, you know, it's the smartest option at the end of the day. But there you go. Um, positive three for me. There actually were a few. Um you know, Himmelbergen for a 99 was great. Saligo again, the 78 was lovely, but um, can't really look past Jack McRae, the guy who a lot of people have, but I know it's just still really nice to see that 148 pop up on your screen. Yeah, so Tim, how'd you go this week? Uh, yeah, you know, peace is restored. 
Pigpod Goey back on top, 18.05. And we are feeling smug. Well done, mate. Um, Thank you. With a round rank of 3,600. You know, way to, back into the top way to hit us while we're down. Yeah, Me and Spencer right. over here walking. We've got one leg broken. Spencer's got about, I don't know, a few players not doing too well. I got 16. Three injuries and you're, this week, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Well done, mate. And you're here kicking us. How about some support? Where's the motivation? No. See, this is like, as you said, I'm just celebrating the positive. Okay. One All of right, us yeah. did well. Touche. Touche. Well done. Yep. So back no, into the top thousand. There's no touche in smugness. That's yes, just not warranted. Is. I'm allowed to want Tim English to get in pain so he can miss a week. Anyways, I believe it's my turn to speak. So quiet. Thank you. Um, it's <laughs> nice to see the triple digit ranking. Um, you know, had a had a few positives from the round. A few negatives. Let's start negative. Um, Callum Jameson, 35. Brutal. Gosh. Brutal the nah, the rook. No, nah, I don't care. You play against Geelong, who don't have good rocks as a Geelong fan. And you get a 35. That is poo, man. Even Judson Clark outscored you. So that's why I had to take Judson Clark's score. Mm. 35. Nah. Well, I don't, poo, I don't know why you're expecting anything more than that. Dude, because ain't cracked. He's, he's goat, man. He's not goat. That's why he hasn't got jam goat or anything. He's just. Well, he, du- he doubled the score of your other ruck. That's. That's not not a good time, mate. Seriously. Oh, yeah. Sorry. You're going through anyway, a tough time over here. And you're positive. Positive. Right. Positive. I put the VC on Tim English. I texted Spencer saying, should I take English's score or should I back in Laird? Spencer's like, take English's score. So grow up here. As, you, as you do, went against him. And he's got a 124 on debut. Very nice to see. Thanks for coming. Might I say... As much as I might have said the wrong thing there, I don't know if you saw my captain segment, like the actual scores of my captains. I'll, I'll go through them. Last week, number one, 114. Number two, 124. Number three, 90. Number four, 148. Number five, 116. Number six, 109. Number seven, 131. How much Spencer's the guy? happy with that. Yeah, no, yeah. It's well done, man. Good job. Rory Laird also, it was, I was, I, I didn't watch the first quarter because I was out and he scored a massive 50 bomb. I'm thinking, you know, he's on track for 200. So like he's pretty much guaranteed it, right? Yeah, he gets negative, nice. he gets, I think he gets negative nine points within like the first, I think, four minutes of the quarter. It was so scary. Yeah. But, oh, it was so good for me to watch because I knew how painful it was to watch. As I know, I've Rory just lost Laird. 18 points in like a 10 seconds, but yeah, there you go. It's all right. It's made up for, I think. Any- Anyways, moving on. Unacknowledged for this week, boys. Who do we have? Tim? Um, yeah, I'll start with Toby the Goat Green. He's just a really good footballer. Like, I saw one one of the people in the media say, he just, like, marks the ball like he's 6'5". Yeah, he's like, a small he's boat. Very, but... He's very good in the air for someone of his size. Yeah, He played 98% game time in a close game, which they did go down in. They kicked seven That's goals and had 21 disposals. Mm. I think that time on ground percentage is something that if you actually are considering him as someone to look at, that that is a huge positive. Mm. Yeah. That, like 100%. Time on ground is – that's why Bailey Smith was such an interesting prospect for so many people and they're willing to pay so much money for him because he was had 97%. That's, I don't know, something to keep in mind. Place yeah. with high time on ground are the people players that I want. 
Uh, Alistair? Yeah, mine was Todd Marshall. We, um, me and Spence were watching the start of that game, and he was so dominant. He was just killing him everywhere. He was, I don't know, seemingly taking marks left, right, and center, kicking goals. He had five in the first half. Did he? Did he even? Am I five wrong? Goals, in he had five goals. Oh, he had like know. four or three or something like that. Anyway, he was. He's dominant. no Cody Waitman, man. Yeah, he was cracked. Um, but no, yeah, no, Cody um, Waitman scraped his way to 106 and had a yeah, real good game from him. Looked like a really. Looks like he's going to be a great player for the future. I think he just is a great player. Uh, and yeah, my one, I think he actually has been an unacknowledged before, but I want to shout him out again because he is my <laughs> boy that I was um, well and truly uh, up and about in during the preseason. Uh, and it's finally coming to fruition. Jack Graham. Now, there was too many laughs, too many ha ha ha, or Spencer, that's a dumb pick. Have you seen what this dude's been doing? He just came yes, off a 90 something. 97. A 97 98 sorry so his his last last five average of 97 his last three average of 97 he's gone up 50k since his starting price if you jumped on him when he was under 600k you would have loved the scores of 117 77 97 96 98 with bulk tackles he's had in the last three weeks he's had 29 tackles I feel like you're kind of just like shitting on my segment for later in the podcast, but that's all right. Oh, okay. Well, spoiler alert, but yeah, yeah, I I love the dude. Thanks. Deserves a bit of recognition. Should have picked him. Yeah. Yeah, Should have been huge. Thanks, mate. Uh, And breaking news, boys. Now, this obviously was a crazy week of injuries. Uh, Just one of the most. It was that, especially when you watch that Gold Coast game, because there was. How, which his foot went that was the opposite direction. Messed up. That was yeah. so horrible. Yeah, that, to they, they, that was tough to look at. Uh, Buderick, uh, he did something. Hamstring, wrong. I believe. Hamstring. He was icing. Yeah, he, was, he was hamstrung. Uh, and then uh, Riley Philthorpe, I'm pretty sure he uh, ended up being subbed out. I think Parnell it was his copped a little foot or his leg well. or something, Philthorpe. I'm not sure what happened to him. But um, yeah, whatever it was. Came it was off, he was limping off. Um, so. Yeah. Poor bloke. Uh, Jordan Dugowie, obviously big news about him recently. I don't know what's happening there. No show at training. Big talks in the media. Maybe maybe this will cause some time off. I'm not sure. I doubt it. And I don't, I don't think this will be a suspension. So I, I saw something on Twitter um, because I'm pretty sure it was a club-approved trip that the club approved it so that they could lower Dugowie's stocks so that they could trade him for less. Just a bit of a conspiracy theory. Just hey, to... would, do, you, do you mean sign him back for less? Yeah. I sure. was going to say, why would you trade him for less? Surely, yeah. surely the Collingwood Football yeah, sign... Club aren't like thinking that deeply about like knowing Never that he's know, just going to go off the rails and do something naughty. Politics, man. Politics. Yeah, I don't know. That seems pretty crazy to me, but you never know. Um, Tim English, as I previously mentioned, um, Bruce Goat got to him. And you know what happens if Proust goat gets to you? Proust does not. Proust does not have goat status. Well, when you owned him, you probably yeah. wanted to give him goat status, but now I do. Because I picked him at three hundred and sixty-seven k. Well, I picked him at six fifty eighty, and I'm calling him the goat because he's just knocked out. No, I'm kidding. That's not right. Uh, I like Proust. I think he's a good player, but yeah, Tim English is out for at least this week, at least. And unfortunately, I heard that last year he missed four weeks with a concussion. 
just something for owners to keep in mind. Uh, Proust, obviously, I think it'll just be this week he misses because of the suspension. Otherwise, I believe he would have played. Uh, Gorn, yeah, Twitter sources are saying. Oh, sorry, Twitter sources sorry, are saying that he'll. Twitter sources are saying that he'll be available for round sixteen. Yeah. I, I don't see selection being an issue because of the Flynn news. Yeah, so Flynn's out for two to three weeks with a quad, I believe, who was a late out for that game. But yeah. yeah. Uh, then Gorn's three to five weeks. For the starting last week. Yeah, Sindes. Yeah. Unfortunately for the bloke. I mean, that'll be interesting to keep an eye on and keep, makes it interesting for another player. Uh, and then obviously, uh, Zachy Butters is another one. Uh, poor bloke. I think it was an MCL. Yeah, yeah but I heard that it was only, he said from himself that he did it last year and he was only out for a week. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a trade regardless, but. Oh, no, I'm, I'm more than happy to see that face leave my team. Like, he was actually on fire, though, to start. He was. Like, he, was he was doing so fire. well. Could have put, put on a good score, but yeah. He, I'm, I'm, I'm backing him too. I would have thought he was a 110 bomb, kind of. Oh, yeah. Easy. easy. Yeah. He was uh, top scorer. Been, he was top scorer about half. I'm 44 halfway through the second quarter. Yeah. Like he would have been great, but oh well, poor bloke. And then uh oh Sam Durden for the Carlton game. He is out for I believe it was six weeks or something. Oh, they can't yeah. catch a break. I, I feel bad four, for Carlton. Four to fans. six weeks. Yeah, poor uh poor Carlton, I'll tell you what. Uh Bryn Tekel, a lot of people yeah. jumped on him, like myself. He looked really good as well in the did. play. When you when you play when you have that rough role as a rookie you generally score pretty well and especially as the only ruck so it was a bit disappointing Jameson didn't score well yeah but he's not even the number one ruck yeah I know but didn't score well well there's a difference between Callum Jamison and Rin Tseko no you're forcing it now Spence no. you gotta leave that one yeah, in the door that's poor man he deserves it anyways moving on Tim I believe uh, you've got some information to give us Reviving the yeah, segment. so we're gonna yeah we're gonna look into a much beloved segment in Packlepod. I was getting heaps of people tweeting at me the whole week saying bring back, bring back Packlepod, bring back Packlepod. I was like, yeah, you know what? I give them what they want. So a lot of people are in some pretty dire situations, and a lot of people are in some pretty good situations. So this segment is aimed to help those people. If you need to climb the ranks. Maybe look at a cheeky pod. If you just need a kick ticket along, look at the pack. Anyways, we'll start in the back line. Pack, Doherty. With the last three of 126 and the last five of 116, he, to me, is the clear number one defender for the year. He's just looking so good, just looking to be ticking along very well. He's still at 17% ownership. So that's actually quite low for someone of his caliber. The most disappointing part was I was genuinely thinking him or Stuart, and I went the you wrong. Should have picked him. <laughs> Thanks, mate. That's real, real. real sorry, 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 sorry. Um, and then another pack player is Dawson. Another player you should should have also picked Spencer. He's got an easy yep. run home, has a high floor with his lowest score in the first round of the year, which was like a seventy-five, and since then hasn't dropped, has dropped an eighty-two as his lowest, but. He just gets it done. Like he just pigs it in that in that last quarter. Like I'm pretty sure he had 40 odd points in that last quarter after they had really got blown out, kicked a goal. 
Oh, he would have um, been massive. He was off for, I think, a solid 10, 15 minutes in the third quarter because he had an injury concern. I don't know what it was, but um, yeah, he was off for a farewell. So I was really scared. And then he just, I look back at my app and he's, you know, picking it up. So, yeah, well, if, if a game becomes a blowout or whatever it does, he will just rack it up in the last quarter because when he gets to the point where he's not having to push forward, he just can sit back there and do a Stuart Dockery type thing where you just grab plus six after plus six. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, another really positive thing is, like, as you said, Spencer, that Adelaide just don't have that many good ball users. Doherty is – sorry, Dawson is one of those good ball users. Oh, he's so um, good. He's, he's so good. He's so nice kick. to watch. Yeah. He's so good in there. It's a hard ball get, but, um, but good player. Very. Yeah. Um, looking at a few pods in the back line, we've got Vlosten or Vlostone, however you prefer to pronounce it. He's at 4% ownership and with short being kind of thrown around all over the place, which is something maybe we should be a bit concerned about that he spends a bit more time up forward, which is a bit, you know, I didn't um, like the look of that, but no, I didn't, I, I didn't either. Um, but his role is so juicy for a plus six and he's still priced at 82, which is quite unders if you ask me. Yeah. I said it a few, I think it was probably over a month ago, but I said that I genuinely believe Vlosten, I don't think it's going to be the same as what Short was doing, but Vlosten is pushing a top 10 defender, I'd say. Yeah, 100%. And if you, I don't know, are just a bit starved for cash or something like that, he's someone, and you like the look of him, jump on. Yeah, definitely. Um, Aaron Hall, 770K, which is so cheap for someone who can do what he did, especially what we saw last year. Can easily average 110 for the rest of the year. He's at 8.5% owned. And if you're looking for someone for a bit of a cheeky risk, I don't mind it. Jumping on early. Just yep. with a thought that maybe they're trying to avoid the wooden spoon type thing and whether they clog up that back 50 a little bit more and just get yeah. plus six. He's, he's just, one that I'll be watching next week to get rid of my absolute trash and Lloyd. Yeah, for sure. Really Can like I him. just add one more player? One that I'm actually really, really interested in. I can't do it this week, unfortunately, but once I can, um, he's one that I'm actually quite excited to bring in, I think, and that's Christian Salem. He's had, you know, his massive injury, which held him out for a good part of the season. But he's come back after his, what, three in the first round. So the break even was sky high, dropped a lot of cash. But last two rounds, he's gone 90 plus. He's gone 94, 91, sitting at only 650K dirt cheap for him and his break even still at a hundred. So he could still stick around that price for another week. Yeah. That's cheap as, that's cheap as balls, man. Yeah. Cheap as chips is probably what I'd say, weird. but I don't know about cheap yeah. balls, but you know, we'll, we'll move. I like it. Yeah. Uh, I think balls Sal- are cheap. Salem's definitely a good one. Yeah. Salem is one. Is, that- it, is it not Salem? Sorry. Is it Salem? Oh, I think I it's up, down, up to interpretation. Tim. Stone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, and one more oh, I'd like to add as a big, oh, like a very, very oh. cheeky one. And he scored well last week is Mason Redmond. Now he's oh. doing that very similar to Hall, Vlossen, Doherty, Dawson, except he's also just like that, that intercepting role. Plus he's always wanting a plus six. So maybe, maybe he's someone for next year. Maybe he's someone we watch in the preseason and he's, he's going at 95. So we're thinking, oh, he's priced at, 
that is a big risk for next year to start. Start with him next year's big risk. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I mean, don't worry about it. It's next year, but he's a very cheeky pod, and he seems he obviously he's very has a cheeky. Ceiling. Yep, yep. He has a big ceiling. I agree. Big Moving ceiling. on. All right, into the midfield, we've got Brayshaw. Been one of the picks of the season. Kudos if you did start him. Might have been a bit kissed, but oh, kissed. Boy, seriously, grow up. Best player in the league. Moving on. Um, you can't overlook his 118 average for the year. He's got a high floor and like an even higher ceiling. Um, find a way to get this man into your team ASAP. Do you guys find, is there any concern with Nat Fife are coming in there now? No, no I reckon that probably, if, I don't know, whether it does nothing or it helps him just because he doesn't attract as much attention as he normally would. See, for me, I was originally a no, it wouldn't matter. It's, it's the same with Brody, but I think in terms of Brayshaw is obviously going to get his CBA, so don't get me wrong, but Fife will build to the point where he's a top, he'll be the top four and it'll be Brody, Sarong, Brayshaw and Fife all fighting for those, those CBAs. And I mean, I don't, I, I hope it doesn't come like this, but I potentially see a world where Brayshaw, you know how early in the season he was saying, oh, this is Fife's midfield. I'm going to, you know, let him take over. I mean, I don't think that's going to happen, but I can potentially see a world where Fife and Brody are the ones going inside and Brayshaw just really works in his outside game and being the guy who takes the, the uh, gets the handballs from Fife or Brody in, in and under. So maybe it is something, maybe it's not. I'm not sure, but... Just what I see is that Frio... Sorry, flag mantle are traveling yeah. really well. And I just feel like that Fife will build like for these last, like these next five weeks, four to five weeks, if they just keep building on that, Fife will eventually get there. But he's not just going to be implemented straight into there, which just like screws up how they've been running. Type thing. What do you think he averages for the rest of the season, you boys? 110. Right, sure. 115. Yeah, one fifteen. Okay. I'd say with ease. And yeah, he's I'm, one of I'm those players. One ten. Right. Yeah. He's one of those players that I know CBA is super important. Don't get me wrong, because you know you always that initial contest. But he's one of those players that kind of just seems to jog from stoppage to stoppage to stoppage, and he always will manage to get that handball out from Brody, or he'll be the one dishing it out. He'll get a kick. They really love looking to him as a ball user from like out of the back pocket or something like that. Um. Yeah, he gets so many cheap plus sixes as well. Yeah, yeah, I, know, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be too worried he's about so, that. He's so I, nice I'm to not, watch as well. I'm not, look, I'm not saying there's any reason to not jump on. I'm just saying if you're he's going at 118, that is a lot. That is a lot of points. I just don't know if he's going to be that good. Yeah, no, I can just see like... him taking a somewhat backward step because his outside game is so good. And when you've got Brody and Fife as the main two inside guys, I can... I can see him taking a somewhat backward step, even if it's six, five points. Yeah, no, I agree with that. He's just a lot of money to spend, but obviously still someone that I want in my team. Yeah, agreed. Um, here's a player that maybe you could choose going over Brayshaw, and that's Clay Oliver. It still haunts me, the fact that I chose Petrarca over him, but, you know, we move on. That's just part of fantasy. Um, he's got a ceiling. He can stuff the stat sheet. He's playing on a team which will look to pick up some form. A lot of signs in the right direction. Jump on. Yeah, no, I can yeah, support that. Agree. Agree. Do you do you prefer Oliver over 
Brayshaw Spencer? As someone that doesn't own, but well, you don't own either, hey? I don't own either, no. If you were to bring yeah, in I'm one prob- of them, who'd you... I don't know. This is a tough one because for me, these two aren't the two tops averaging guys for the rest of the season. Who I is? still think they're going to... My number one for the rest of the season is McCray. Now, and obviously, a lot of people own him, so it doesn't matter. But for myself, I don't. I genuinely think McRae is going to be unbelievable to finish the year. So that's yeah. that's the one I'd be looking at. But I'm just saying, I, these two... Yeah. Oliver, I was a little nervous about that when Aish tagged him for that 100 and he it finished with a 30-point half. I thought that might be something that comes into the future, but doesn't seem to really have come to fruition. So love them both. Yeah. I'd probably go Brayshaw because he's slightly cheaper. Yeah, I think there's a lot of names that you could chuck in that list of players to average the highest. Yep. I think Laird is definitely one you could chuck yep. in there and feel pretty happy with Laird, it just because of his run. Um, McRae, I really do like that. And also, um, I think Neil and Mills, sorry, Mills yeah. was the one I was thinking of. Mills is the worst player by far, the absolute worst player to not own. I hate it. Yeah, I, I let Spencer into my house. I go to get a drink of water. I come back, he has a shot on goal. Like I I I, I, I turn I turn my head away from the screen for one second, and he's got a plus six. He just always Mills. They always look. For Mills him. is the worst player to own because Horse decides yeah. to chuck him wherever he wants him. If they the start losing, thing, yeah. If they if Port Adelaide went when Port Adelaide went on a run, where does he go? Full back, like that. Oh. It, 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 it doesn't logically make sense for you, but yeah, he's he's a, yeah. The, the, the positive is when he goes back there, he's actually just, he gets the ball still. He still, yeah. it, it, it becomes less tackles and more plus sixes. Yeah. Like I if mean, he's playing a full game and full back, he'll, he'll get 10 marks and score his 110. Mm-hmm. So don't, Mills is still a great one that everyone should be jumping on at some point. All right. Looking into a few pods in the midfield. Um, Hugh McCluggage, as badly as I want to say it, here's a pod that people should consider. I know he is my pod, but he's at 841K. Looks to have a genuine floor of about 90 and a ceiling of 140. What do you guys reckon? I love him. But love I seriously too. want him. I, I'm not particularly happy with the, the pods I have. And if, if you're going to jump on one, that is one value for what he can perform. And two, I don't know what his ownership is. It'd be 1. 1.3%. 1.3%. Yep. This guy has a ceiling. He has a high floor. I don't see any point in not jumping on. He plays in a good team. This, this is the perfect pod, exactly. in my opinion. If you yeah. have the cash or you don't have the cash to go to a Mills, Laird, McRae, McCluggage is that, is that next guy. He looks real good. He's the last five of 109 and last eight CBA average of 63%. Like I personally think he's going to average 110 for the rest of the year given that Brisbane want to fight for that top spot. And like he's hitting the scoreboard as well a lot more than he has previously, which is obviously a good sign. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure previous years he had struggles with kicking uh, for goal. I think, yeah. So, I mean, this year, I think, I think last year because he played so much wing, his tackle numbers probably weren't what you were hoping, but I'll have a look now, but I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty sure his tackle numbers would be up. I mean, you know, yeah. They are good. He's a good tackler as well. Like He's a good tackler. He's a good player. Yeah. Yeah. He's he got is. he's got a perfect inside-outside game. Yeah. Mm. Definitely a good pod. Go. Stuffs the stat sheet, which is 
just something that you love in a fantasy player, just watching them, like they don't rely on one avenue to score. Mm. Um, Noah Anderson, he's at 759K, which is pretty cheap for what he's been doing. Like he played 93% time on ground last weekend, which is a great sign. and had 60% CBAs. Um, he's also a bit of a statute stuffer and he's at 1.5% owned. Yeah. Thoughts, guys? Love, love uh, Noah Anderson. I mean, as a pod, he he's obviously a bit cheaper, which is a nice thing. Uh, some people aren't going to be able to pay up for a McCluggage even. He's still 80K more. So being able to find him at 759, there's a few actual decent options at around that 750 mark. I, I don't even mind the likes of Boke, who I think is quite low. But Anderson, yeah, looks good. If, if he's all you can get to, then jump on. But I mean... I probably wouldn't look for him. I'd probably more, if he's the one you can get to, he's a pretty decent option. Yeah, That's how I, think I agree. Um, and then one more final pod is Dylan Shield, which is someone that you brought to my attention recently, Spencer. He's at 650K. So that's pretty low risk for someone that you're paying for. Um, he's had a pretty low time and ground though, but I think he's just that kind of player. Average is about 70%, but if he's going to score 90s or 70% time on ground, not really going to complain. Um, and he looks to be playing just like better football. Like he's just like moving across the ground a lot smoother than he usually would, um, which is good. Yeah, I like him. Good good player all around. Good. Pretty sure he's quite a good tackler, which is also something that I find uh, very much a positive in a, in a player. So don't mind him. Yeah, just check his tackle numbers. For sure, when he yeah. had that one twenty, I think it was he had ten tackles or something. Yeah, he had ten tackles in that one twenty. Yeah, which is good. Yeah, that is good. Very interesting. Um, looking into the ruck department, I've put this player under the pack because he's at eighteen percent ownership. But I wouldn't be surprised if his ownership within the top five thousand is much lower than that, and that's Luke Jackson. Obviously, Spencer touched on him earlier, but he's going to be the sole ruck with Gorn out for about three to five weeks with that syndesmosis injury. I reckon he's got something to prove as he's been shadowed, like kind of been overshadowed by Gorn his whole career, which has been pretty short. And he's only at 537K. What do you guys reckon he can average for the rest of the year? See, I'm quite an optimist when it comes to Jackson. I mean... From some of the stats I've seen, we know he's a great ball getter for a tall for a ruckman. He's had I don't know how many games with fifteen plus twenty plus disposals, and that's one huge positive. The big concern with him is that he does not have, as far as his the stats suggest, his actual ruck game is not very good. Like I don't know, it's it's just. Looking at his numbers, his highest hitouts in a game this season is sixteen. Like that's that's um, just not enough. Paying five thirty. Yeah, yeah, I get that. But like, if you look at someone like Tim English or Darcy Cameron, whose ruck craft isn't perfected per se, who don't get bulk number of hitouts, but they still find a way to get the pill around the ground, mm. which is how they score, which is yep. what Luke Jackson could become. I, de- I definitely agree. I'm, I'm, he'll be one that I'm going to think about. I have Proust at the moment. So with the news that he might be back in a week, it might be someone I hold, but 
at this point in the season, if I can, if Luke Jackson can be there for four weeks, I'm not, I'm not yeah. going to say I'd be surprised if he averages a hundred yeah. for those four weeks. So he's definitely an interesting player. Yeah, and a bit more of a pod is Nank. He's been doing really well in the games that he's played this year, which has been pretty much all of them from memory. Um, yeah, and he's averaging 88 in his time there. So he's super consistent. He won't give you those big ceiling games, but his floor isn't too low for someone. But you are paying 767k for, which isn't the nicest. Yeah, look, it's not yeah, one... I think a positive for him... Go on, sorry. Sorry, no, I was just going to say, it's not one that I would love as a pick, but given the situation that has been kind of forced upon us by all the injuries to rucks, it's probably one that might... You wouldn't be too unhappy with it as like a fallback option, you know, if you want that kind of consistent guy with no risk. That's like a kind of thing that I'd look at it as. Yeah, I mean, his upcoming run isn't too bad. He has Geelong, Eagles, Gold Coast, North, Frio, Brisbane, Port, Hawthorne, Essendon. I mean, if you're bringing him in now, I don't really see you trading him out unless Grundy and Gorner are back and then English is like back to normal. So... I don't know. You have to be quite confident that at one, you'd assume Soldo, you'd hope Soldo stays out of the team and two, that he will just continue to put up scores because he seems to be pretty consistent. So I, I don't doubt that he will, but I don't know. He'd need to be a top three ruck from here for me to want to buy him. Do you think that Richmond's pursuit for finals slash top six spot will have any benefits on his scoring or oh, not really I mean his scoring he had a, they had a good win against Carlton and Carlton for one have quite an easy ruckman to score against like DeConning's not getting many um, hit out so I would expect I would have hoped that in a game like that he would have maximised that um, that opponent and put up that 100, 110 score. So, I mean, it's just without a consistent 120-point ceiling that you can get every, I don't know, once a month, it's just not someone that I'd be jumping on. But but I can definitely yeah. see there being merit in it. I think he just lacks to find the pill like yes. other rucks, which obviously helps contribute to scoring. But something... That could just be nothing, but something that I thought of just then is that his hit-out numbers are always going to be good. Mm. And with it coming to be a bit wetter, his tackle numbers could increase as well, especially yeah. with, I don't know, a bit more hunger and obviously that he is co-captain or captain? Co-captain, yeah. No. Co-captain. Yeah, co with Dylan Jobs. Yeah, co-captain. You know, that just, you know, shows a bit of leadership sort of thing. Yeah, well, it's just uh, looking looking at the upcoming games, I'm assuming they're going to go the double ruck whenever they have two rucks or they're coming up against a big boy ruck. And yeah. I mean, I don't would not want Solder to be coming in if I'm bringing him in. I wouldn't want him any, any thought that he's going to come in within the next month. And looking at his next game, so he's got Geelong this week. I guess you'll be able to see if Solder does come in. I don't reckon he will just because Geelong only have, I mean, Blitzarts does back up, but yeah, it's I just, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't bother with that. Eagles, pretty sure that's fine. Gold Coast, they might do the double with Wits. Wits is going to be tough enough as it is, but if he's having to split, that's going to be annoying. 
North, they'll probably do the double. Frio, they might do a double because Darcy's good and Meek's good, um, could play. And then Brisbane Yeah, Meek actually had a blinder, actually, in the waffle. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see him come in. And he's a... Because he's actually a genuinely good ruckman. He, he'd probably yeah. be a starting ruckman in a decent number of teams in this league. So, yeah, yeah for me, for me, it's a probably no. It's but, probably a no. Yeah, but I can but see if, are... if you're confident. Yeah, um, and I think and also the... with him is uh, with so much carnage going on around the rocks, he is consistently on the path. And you yeah, won't really have 100%. to worry about him getting dropped or getting injured or anything like that. So that's one positive thing. Yeah. Um, looking into the forward line, which is probably the most relevant, that and the ruck line from last week's carnage, just because, I don't know, some people might be looking to shuffle, like might have Darcy Cameron in the forward line, so might be looking into bringing in a forward. And a few pack forwards, starting with... Two Bulldogs players is Trelaw. Obviously, someone that none of us own in our team, but he's got a pretty high ownership with Um, 40%. Midfield, sorry, should get more inside time with Smith out. He's at 828k. Um, Great opposition to play for first game who he's got Hawthorne, which is going to rack it up, I reckon. And he's probably pushing a top four forward spot. Uh, yeah. Uh, Trelaw, Trelaw looks good. Uh, yeah, I think he's definitely one that he's, he's pushed. I, top four is very conceivable. He, he, he'd be up there with the number one, him, Dunkley, and um, English all pushing for that number one forward. So definitely a great one to jump on. He'll be one that I might jump on in the future. Yeah. Um, and another one is the Bont, who has lacked form, like not just from a fantasy perspective, but just as a playing perspective the whole year. But he looked to be playing pretty well, back to his best on the weekend. Um, he's at 790K, obviously plays the Hawks as well. Um, with Bailey Smith out for another three weeks, looks to be a good option in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'd like to hope that he he puts the team on his shoulders because they're going to need someone to with how they're looking for finals. And I just don't really see him being the type of guy that just let them fall out. I think yeah, he's going to start working real hard. I mean, this the finals push is as tight as it's probably ever been. Mm. Um, and with Josh Bruce also returning in the VFL over the weekend, kicking three goals for himself... Probably doesn't come in next week, but will look to come in in the next coming weeks, which probably helps Bont, Bont's midfield time a little bit, I'd say. Yeah, Just hopefully. because they don't need. Um, but there was something we did miss in breaking news was Cody Waitman, dislocated elbow. Not too sure how long he's going to be out there for. But yeah. Yeah. Somehow does have a little bit of impact. On. Yeah. Just the goat. Maybe it means Buku comes back for a week or something. Yeah. That would be nice. The rest sure. of the year. I'd love that. Really? Oaks. Yeah. Bit of cash, Jen. Can't go to harm, can it? What? He's probably got 40K left in him, man. Yeah. All right, man. Look for the positives in He's life, Spencer. Thing, He's trying. Yeah. Exactly. He's doing his best. 
Well, that's what I've been doing this fancy season. Doesn't seem to be working. No. You just got to scream at yourself. Yep. That's how it works. Anyway, pods in the forward line. Jed Anderson. Obviously, someone that none of us jumped on, but he's at 737K. He is a midfielder, not a forward. He's a midfielder. And he could push a top eight forward spot, in my opinion. What do you boys reckon? Um, I was I was a bit probably pessimistic on him after him coming in through halfway through the season and people being interested in him with that six ninety k price tag that he was at after that one forty, I believe. And I wasn't quite in the belief that he was going to score well, uh, but yeah, I mean he scored that hundred last week and they got belted, so maybe he is someone that's worth jumping on. I, I wouldn't do it, but I guess I, I, I think it's probably because with him playing for North, I just can't believe and back any North players in, especially because I owned Simpkin early in the year and the fact that North sucked was probably almost a 15-point like turnaround on what he could have been doing. So North players are not someone that I want to be jumping on unless it's a, potentially a haul. Yeah, that's a fair enough assessment. And the last player to round out the Packle pod is Jackie Graham, which obviously Spencer has is quite infatuated with and has kind of ruined my segment by talking about him. <laughs> but anyway, a last five and a last three of 97. 707K could be around that top 12 forward mark. And he's at... Um, 1% ownership. Yeah, that's interesting. Could you do it? Could you do it? You can find reasons to do it. Wet more wet weather footy coming. He's the, yeah. one of the best tacklers in the league, apparently. Who says he can't start getting 10 tackles a game consistently? And then if he gets 10, 10 tackles a game, that's, that's 95 every week minimum. Yeah. He's last three games, 10 tackles, 10 tackles, nine tackles. Pretty sure he's kicking some goals too. Yeah, so, it's also a positive. So maybe he's one. If they decide to give him some more centre bounce time, oh, beautiful. Because I think he's played a lot of wing and half forward, but it looks good. Looks good. Great. All right, let's move on to everyone's second favourite segment. Uh, the their favourite, mate. Oh, and the, the most important, and this was uh, <clears throat> something that was obviously integral last week, the week before every week during the season. Captains. Now, obviously, last week, I've already mentioned, I think I mentioned it, or maybe I mentioned it before the pod. Last week was a good week. I had some great picks, consistency all along the board for my top seven uh, captains. But this week, I'm hoping for a couple of big scores. My number one captain for this week, and the one that I'll be jumping on because you can't not have him, is Jack McRae. Uh, that 148 looked like it's probably a sign of a number of more games of something like that to come. I can see him really stepping it up for the rest of this half of the season and really showing us why he deserves that. He, he wants that pig status and he might, he might earn it if he finishes the way I can see him finishing. So he's one, my number one target. Uh, but yeah, he's got Hawthorne this week as well. And I don't see him scoring anything under 130. Uh, Rory Laird is my number two. Now he is great and I swear it's 120 every week. He's a pain not to own, but he plays North Melbourne this week 
and they give up points as we all know because they can't actually get the ball themselves. So Cogs one thirty and Gresham one nineteen recently. Uh, and when North played Geelong at Blundstone, they gave up five hundreds to Geelong, including a Zach to one hundred twenty five. So you, if that's that's thirty five point overs for Zach Tui, maybe it's going to be twenty five point overs for Rory Laird and a one fifty. You mean thirty five points unders for Zach Tui? Zach Tui has goat status. Zach Tui does not have goat status. It doesn't work. Josh Dunkley is my number three. Uh, same reasoning again as it is for McRae. He had some increased uh, CBA percentage, I believe, uh, with Bailey Smith out. Plays Hawthorne, and I can't emphasize this enough. They give away points. They work hard and they're a great team to watch, but they give away points like it's like it's nothing. Andrew Brayshaw is my number four. Uh, love love his love his game. Uh, averaging one twenty in his last three. I don't really see him scoring anything less than a one twenty this week. Carlton are, 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 can be a tough team to score against, but I don't think it matters for Andrew Brayshaw. Uh, he also I I doubt it's going to be any worry of a tag, so he'll be great. Uh, Lockie Neal is number five, and he will be a good VC option for that Thursday night. I believe they're playing. Yes, Thursday night. Um, it could be him into Jack McRae. Early captain out of the way because one of them is scoring a 130. I'm not sure which one, but it will be one of them, at least. Could be more. Because Melbourne give up points, 126 to Mills and 114 to Connor West the other weeks, both playing inside mid at the time. Uh, and they don't tag. They, they'll let Neil roam free. I doubt Viney or anyone goes to him, so he'll be great. Clayton Oliver is number six. Uh, Brisbane can be hard to score against, but they. I think as of recently, they're giving up some points. I mean, Brayshaw had 131 on them and Kelly 120. So that's exciting for him. He's been amazing too, just off that 140-something. Uh, 118 his last three and 119 his last five. And my number seven, after an extremely disappointing game, Josh Kelly, uh, he's playing Collingwood and they give up points. I mean, that Melbourne-Collingwood game, Viney, 157, Oliver, 146, and Jordan, 124. Uh, so he needs what to have about a Petrarca? Petrarca, I'm pretty sure he was terrible. Uh, 86? 86 is terrible. If you got a captain score of 86, you'd be crying. Well, I captained uh, him for that 86, so... Were you crying? I captained Gorn for a 67. Didn't you yeah, captain? Yes, it was for a 36. Yeah, Spencer? <laughs> I did, yeah. Just you don't need to remind me. get mentioned every single week. Well, I, I, wasn't, I didn't bring it up. That's, that's Alice's fault for bringing it up. Anyways, that's right, that's Josh Kelly, there is a small flag with him. His CBAs were down this week. Maybe that's something to worry about. Maybe it's not. I'm not sure. But for some reason, Callum Ward had the most CBAs for GWS, which... I just thought it was extremely random, but revenge yeah, game. Josh, maybe, maybe, maybe. All right, questions. We got a few sent in um, here, boys. I've got a question for you. Okay, what is your captain option? Your sorry, your captain plan. Well, assuming I can still do my McRae, um, to bring in McRae, I'm probably cool. looking Ma- at. Sorry, sorry. Maybe we should talk about trade plans. What's your okay potential trade plans? Oh. My trade plans are a bit up in the air at the moment, and I think I'm either going Bruce and Butters to McRae and Jackson, or I'm going Butters and a Rook to another Rook and keeping Bruce for this one week 
and then getting McRae as well. So no matter what, I'm getting McRae. Uh, you two boys? Um, so I have a lot of cash in the bank from last week, like way too much. And I'm looking at going Zachy Butters to Andrew Brayshaw and going Tim English to Luke Parker. The only problem is with that is that it leaves me with 140K for next week, which is still too much for my liking as I it's need to get much, those points on field. I guess, I guess that was always the, the bad thing with holding so much cash is when someone goes down, it means you can't get rid of it. But yeah, still did two trades at a pretty good side. I'll be too unhappy. Yeah, I'll be looking at going if um, if I do end up trading English, which it's I'm oh, I'm leaning against away from it kind of, but I guess it's going to force my hand if he's out for two weeks. But I'm looking at going English and Butters to Parker and Jackson, bank around 160k, which again I'm not happy with, but um, I like Jackson, I like Parker, and I can't really go any forwards better than Parker in my opinion at the current time. So that's probably what I look to do. Captains, yep, I like that. What are you? What are you boys um, doing? My captain plans. It's probably Neil into uh, McRae. I like that. That's what I'm. Tim, thinking. you boys. Tim. For me, it's uh, McRae into Laird. Yeah, same as me. Taking the advice yeah. of the uh, the captain's goat. That's the real goat, Spencer. You're the real goat, man. Yeah. Well done. Um, just something to put you guys aware of does that make sense yeah put you guys aware of yep sure um is sam skinner is someone that i was if tim english was playing sam skinner was someone that i was looking to trade out but he's got the last game this week the last game next week uh saturday night game the week after that and then a sunday game the week after that so he could be like it just makes it a lot more flexible who you can choose to captain. Obviously, yeah. at this point in the season, you have a lot more captain options, but it's also nice to always have that flexibility. So he's probably someone that I'm going to be holding at this stage. Yeah, right. I like that thinking. It's definitely something to keep an eye on. I mean, you don't need to have all eight players on your bench um, scoring. I don't think that's something to really be focused on. I wouldn't be paying 300K for any rookie anymore. You're going 240s maybe. If, unless they're a real good rookie, you're not paying up for them. You want to yep. maximize every bit of money on your field at this point. Agreed. All right, some questions. Uh, Rosie Himmelberg or someone else? So we're looking about that just under 700K mark I'm talking about, I guess, here. And yeah. in the forward line. Um, yeah, as someone I feel owns- like you can't go Himmelberg. Really? Not a fan like of Himmelberg? That. I don't like it that they don't have a ruck this week. I don't mm-hmm. like it that Phil Davis is back this week. Um, I don't like it that I saw Himmelberg in the ruck last week when they went down. So mm. I couldn't yeah. either. The, the guy can jump. He's got some hops. Yeah, I, I don't think he'd score bad in the ruck. It's just not going to be the same scoring that he would down back. I mean... But the thing is, when he does go in the ruck, he's going to... He's not going to rest down back. He's going to rest up forward. Yeah, yeah. So, or if he really does get a rest, he's just going to go straight to the bench. So there's a lot more hard work than it is playing backline. Yeah, but I mean, I don't really like the idea of 
rosy either. I mean, I own him and he's been great the last few weeks, but for some reason, there's something about him that just makes me feel like he's not quite the guy nah, to I, buy. Yeah, I'm not sold on him. I am not going to be trading him out, but I wouldn't no. be buying him. Yeah. I, I mean, prefer Toby Green. That is something that we have to talk about, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's probably the um, best option at that price. Averaging 79 and a half, but he's averaging, what is it? 103 in his last three. Obviously had that inflated score of 134, but I don't know. He's playing for a bit it's, of pride with yeah, GWS this season. Is Dylan Moore completely off the radar now? Yeah. It's just a, a bad Toby Green, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, it's, I guess without a perfect role, unless you're an unbelievable player that gets every, almost every target in your forward line, it's pretty hard to be a consistent forward in, in uh, fantasy. But I yeah. think I'd find the money to go to a, Gresham, Aliba, I think is another one we probably haven't talked about and doesn't get the respect that he should because he's consistently 90s, pretty much. Yeah. And he has a ceiling too, a 125 ceiling. So he's he's a good one. I mean, we talked about Anderson, even Gresham. We didn't talk, we have, we don't talk about Gresham. Yeah, he was someone that we actually I know you and I both considered at the start of the year he was at like 512k or whatever he was at. Um played well in the first two games last year and then got injured. But yeah, he's he's had a good season. Kudos to anyone that started him or picked him up quite early. But yeah. Yeah. Are you willing to jump on Taranto if he comes back this week? No. I no. am not. It's just I don't know where he's gonna be playing. If Spike is gonna give Callan Ward the most amount of CBAs, it's just a bit I need to see something first. Like, obviously, that's I, yeah. a bit of a passive way to play. And at this, like, the less time there is, the more risk you've got to start taking. But no, nah, I couldn't. Yeah, I, I agree. But, I mean, I don't. I think it's one one good game where you see the good role and then you jump on. There's no point in waiting because I think yeah. I think he will have that role. So, but, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't mind Himmelberg, if I'm being honest. So, that's, that is still someone the, you can keep on your radar. Does the um, Phil Davis thing coming back – scare you at all it it it's it's a warning but it doesn't it's not a no for me i I still think he's going to be um someone that is willing to be you can still jump on i mean i wouldn't after his next price rise which probably be another 90k or something i probably wouldn't do it but this is this is the last week to do it he's really cheap don't see why you wouldn't do it um is there's still an option to bring in Darcy Cameron at this time. I'm going to go with no. I agree. Actually, it depends. Depends. Why, why? Depend on what? If you've got English and someone else that isn't Cameron, or you've got Bruce and someone that isn't Cameron, I don't mind going to Cameron. Hmm. But Grundy, Grundy's done full-time, back to full-time running, I believe. Yeah, there just isn't a lot of ruck stocks that I like, though, at the moment. Is, is Sean Darcy a complete no? I own him. I wouldn't be buying him. I wouldn't be selling him. But, but you I prefer mean, to jump have... on Cameron over? 
Darcy. Oh, they are 60K. 60K difference, which is... And for a guy who a might not run. stay in your team until the end of the year in Cameron, I'd be yeah. going Darcy personally I, just I'm for the safety of saving a trade. Yeah. Because, mm. I mean... Put, puts a fair point. Cameron's now got Darcy. They're going to play each other. Oh, wait, sorry. I'm looking at the one. He's got GWS... Uh, the Suns, then North. With the, when the Suns and North are quite difficult, I mean, Wits and then Goldie and Jerry, that's not easy for the next couple of games. And then he'll maybe he, maybe he plays Adelaide and then he's got a, he'll, Grundy will finally come back or something because he's See, not going to away. I don't think matchup matters that much for Cameron based no, on the yeah, fact that he, does, he doesn't need those hit outs unless they're going for like, I don't know whether they play like a ruck tag or something like that, which you don't see. But yeah, I just yeah, I just don't see it being that big of a problem. Like he will score, like against Melbourne, scored an eighty-five, which I reckon is his floor floor with the number one ruck. And that was yep. playing with Cox as well. So do you, do you feel that with Cox playing as well as he did last game, that there might be a chance he plays a bit more ruck, but or. You're confident yeah, Cameron or Ca- Cameron plays a bit more rock, or Cox plays a bit more rock. Cox does. No, I don't think so. I think Cox is best utilized down forward, in my opinion. I thought he also did fall, uh, go down back a bit to get some of them inset marks. I thought was pretty good for him, and mm. probably leaves Cameron to just do the rocking, which is a positive. So, uh, yep. Toby Green a legit option. Yes, he is a legit option. Uh, Matty Round, 93 in his last three. Can we do it? The answer is no. No. You like there are so many people that were stuck for him for way too long. No, you cannot do that. No, you can't. But good on him for doing something. I mean, I'm pretty sure he had a couple of marks on the weekend, which Shit. I mean Did he? To be fair, I know one of the most gone. Why was that not in the breaking news? <laughs> So I don't think it's quite newsworthy, mate. But uh, I, th- I yeah, think he it's had, newsworthy. I, I think, think he newsworthy. had a couple marks. I know one of them was an intercept mark, and no one actually meant to kick it to him. But two marks, one of them an intercept when it just fell into his hands. The other one, I don't know. So good on him. Uh, can we take a score from Jamison slash Hayes if it means getting a rook off field this week? Uh, who does who does Port have? They've got Gold Coast, I think. That's terrible. That is he's, terrible. He's not going to get a hit out against Wits. No, he's not. <laughs> and he's not going to do anything else on the ground. Yeah, he, he can't take a mark. Neither can Wits. And e- Eagles have who, sorry? Essendon. And Essendon are tougher rucks to score against. No, you can't. I mean, you you're saying that... Could you loop that it? Could you, could it you look getting... at it? Go on, sorry. Sorry, the question says if it means getting a rook off field. I guarantee you, you're putting a rook on field. Yeah, but I think it means for the long term, at least because then you can bring Proust or English back. That's what it's implying. Nice. See, I think- Losing too, way too many points, depending on, on who the rook that you're taking off field is. But if it's yeah. like a Saligo, then no. Yeah. Just play Saligo. I mean, if if you wanted to hold a Proust or English, I think most likely for Proust, if you've got to realize that if you decide to have a look at 
Jamison, who plays on the Friday, you miss out on Jackson on the Thursday. Yeah. So I don't know what your backup plan would be. Maybe it is to go to a Nank or a Darcy or a whomever. Wits even. Wits is probably one that we didn't discuss because he is not worthy of a look. Um, um, I mean, if it's to get a Corey Durden off field, because I feel like a fair few people are in that situation. Yep. I think it's okay then. Yeah. Yeah. I because they'll, they will probably score around the same. Uh, which rooks can stay and which can go? I mean, the obvious ones, SDK can go, Nick Martin. Uh, Durden. Durden. Uh, Marchbank. I'd even chuck Clark. Uh, I think it's his time. Coming up soon, at least. Clark can yeah. definitely go. Buku. Um, Buku. Yep. Who are the other ones? Hayes, obviously, but there's no real uh, place Hayes, for him yep. to go, unfortunately. Sammy, but- Sammy Butler's close, but yeah, I don't you know can say You could dish off Sammy Butler if yeah. he's your only option. Matt, Mitch Owens, if he doesn't get picked this week, he can definitely go. Yeah. Uh, Tickle, he if you've got nothing else to do, he can definitely go. So um, who stays? Parnell. He's also a target. Parnell is definitely a target. Uh, yep, Saligo stays. Clark probably stays. Yeah, yeah, Clark stays. Yeah, Saligo definitely stays, I'd say. Dacos stays, in my opinion. If you... Dacos is it, stay. Is, is it too early to get rid of that R3 spot? Like, for me, for example, I have Jamison in my R3. He's got a break even of 35. Can you get rid of that R3 spot? Because there's obviously no one to bring in. Yeah. Well, there's actually talk I heard that Port Adelaide were talking about Vicentini, I believe his name is. Dante Vicentini. And not that I believe he actually will play, but there is talk about it. So maybe he is one that is worth doing the R3 throwaway with if you're going to do it. Because, I mean, yeah, you can do it now. But you don't want to be left with three three rooks on your bench that are playing. You still want to have Um, hopefully four or five. Just with that that Port Adelaide ruck situation, um, they did talk about like before Teagle came in, that, that Finlayson, Dixon sort of ruck mix was the best that they sort of looked. So, yeah, that's yeah. why I don't believe I don't believe Hayes or Vicentini or anything would change that. I believe until Lysette is back, I can just imagine Finlayson and Dixon doing the job. Yeah, agreed. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's all we have time for today. Um, Thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, if you need to ask us any questions, uh, you can send us a tweet at PigPodSpenny. Uh, you can send me one at PigPodGoey. And I am at PigPodAce. But, yeah, thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, good luck this week. Obviously, keep an eye out for any news because I feel like it's going to be another crazy week. Um, and good luck. <laughs>